Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't. What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you gonna get me the oh, ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball! I hope he didn't kill somebody. Welcome into the 35th episode of 11 Personnel. I'm Nick Roush. Adam Luckett, can you believe we made it this long? I'm trying to think of a, a, who wore, a famous guy that wore number 35, but it's I'm drawing Daryl Griffith. No, we can't do Daryl Griffith on a Kentucky podcast. You're right, but I'm just <laughs> that 35 is a very uncommon number. Even in the football realm, like it's typically like kind of an outside linebacker. The Denzel Ware. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trash can special. Yep. Or the scoop and score. That was a big game. So yeah, this is our Denzel Ware episode. There you go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to start first by saying this: live your life, take chances, be crazy. Don't wait, because right now is the oldest you've ever been and the youngest you'll ever be again. You know who said that? Who's that? A random person that memed Mike Leach, or that Mike Leach memed. That sounds like a Mike uh, Mike Leach uh, social media post. Yeah, and it's not his best, but you know what? He was feeling inspirational today, um, so you know what? We're going to share... Uh, we're, you know, why not share a little Mike Leach wisdom? I still want an explanation on the sniffing batteries. Uh, is the battery going to – so there's a kid, and he's got one of those kind of bullring nose rings. Yes. Except they're studs at the end. So I don't know if he's putting the battery up to, like, juice it up. I, I, I don't know. It's like they're putting the ends of a that one, D that battery one lost, near it. That one lost me. Oh, yeah. You you sent it to me, and I had, I think this was late at night. I'd probably had some cold beverages at that point, and I was really confused what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. But you know where I'm, I'm never going wrong? Where's that? When I'm drinking Sword Performance, staying hydrated with the best all-natural supplement you can have. Uh, developed in Lexington, Kentucky by scientists, athletes, and sports medicine doctors, Sword Performance provides hard-working people – with a better hydration solution, drink Shield for any time hydration or sword when working up a sweat. They're available in drinks, powders, in a bunch of different ways. Just visit our website, drinksword.com, to learn how sword performance can help you push your boundaries. When Bowden drinks it as he's training, Pro Day is right around the corner. And right now, it's uh, Kentucky Spring Practice rolling on at the Joe Craft Football training facility. They've got the pads on now. They're, they're popping pads. It's the real stuff. This isn't, as uh, as Brad White said, it isn't just tennis skirts, which that's a very Northeast way to put it. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, that's that's a Northeast football kind of kind of thing, um, which Brad White, just in general, very different kind of accent. When he first, yes. When he first came on the scene, I was like, what? This isn't Southern, but it's got, there's, it's just different. He's got the old school goatee. Oh yeah, like the goatee is such a mark of a football guy. Which I ran into my high school head coach for the first time in a couple of years. I hadn't seen him in a while, but you know what? He still had that goatee, still rocking that big chin out, and you know he he didn't have the same. Uh, there wasn't like little kids getting out of his way as he walked through the room, but Mark Sanders still had that football guy mentality. Yeah. That guy. He has an aura, for sure. He was a U of L guy, but uh, I mean, he did have like 38 tackles in a game or something like that. So you, you know, real, real got to recognize real, mm-hmm. even even from this side. And I was out in your somebody's got to make a tackle. Too. Yeah, yeah. How was it, St. Rita? Mm-hmm. Man, uh, good fish. Hey, I was disappointed you weren't there. Yeah. What the hell, Luckett? I'm sorry. I thought you'd be running. My the folks were there. At least I thought, my mom was. I thought you'd be running the place. No. Calling the shots. Mm-mm. Holding court. No. I almost won $100 playing Keno. Had never played before. Got a Keno number. Got the, 
Kino has taken over. Like, it's everywhere now. Well, in this, the version that is played at KS Bar and Grill and other places is much different. You pick the numbers, and then they just draw them. Uh-huh. The Kino that you play they at have a churches TV system. are, like, pull tabs. Right. And right. I never done pull tabs. I've done the other kind of Kino where you fill them in and you right. do the TV system. But the pull tabs, it was a rush because one of my friends, he got, like, $5 worth. And, you know, you win a dollar here and there, and then you just keep rolling it over mm-hmm. to see what you can get. And, man, there was a couple minutes there, but we were we were hot. But, you know, naturally it turned into nothing. Yep. You gotta, a, a, a donation. That's how, that's how gambling usually works. <laughs> a donation to the church is what it was. But it was a great fish sandwich. You, your folks out at St. Rita. Good to hear. They know what they're doing. Ooh, while I'm thinking of randomly out in your neck of the woods, do you know Oklahoma has a library? Yeah. How long has that been there? Forever. That library by, mm-hmm. by J-Ball. Long, yeah, for as long as I can Oh, that one. That one's new. Okay. okay. They yeah. used to have one um, near the Hooters on Preston. Yeah. They closed that one down. And then and they then built they, this yes. new one. By Planet and, Fitness. Yeah, and yeah. this thing, folks, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's monstrous. It's a piece of architecture mm-hmm. that, like, it's almost like when I took that trip down to Arkansas and I couldn't believe they had art in Fayetteville. That's what this is like. It's like a an architectural piece masterpiece in the middle of Oklahoma. So it's like Roosters, Hooters. Beautiful library. Mm-hmm. What, what, what? Fried food and books. That's oh, what Oklahoma man. does. That's what they do best. <laughs> I So I highly recommend that South Central Library. Um, and, man, books. Kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have a book from the Oklahoma Library that I never returned. Oh, I hope they've got their ears. So t- it was a Tim Couch book. Really? Yeah, I think it's in my parents' house still. You know what I think we should do is a summer project. Yeah, we have. Bo- I, I need to, I need our listeners to hold us accountable because we might forget this. We need to get air raid certified. Hmm. You seen where people do that now? You take the Hell Mummy air raid course. I think we need to take the Hell Mummy air raid course. We might have to and review it, share our thoughts. Since he's on injured reserve, is he still teaching the course? Uh, I think it's an online course. Like, I think you can still have uh, the coronavirus and go to class. All right. And, and it won't affect you. Um, but, yeah, poor poor Hal. Thoughts and prayers to Hal. But do you expect any, nothing less from a guy, you know, just taking one to the – that's a, quite a, a broken leg. Not like, oh, you know, he sprained his knee. That'll make you want to coach in the box <laughs> for sure. Is he still going to have the towel? Like, well, they I, uh they got a new office coordinator. I think he's just oh, so he's is he not even calling plays? I would assume so. No, yeah, I mean they brought in Jeff Jagosinski, who used to be Boston College head coach. He's that's what I saw. On oh the no, that's not good. That's been kind of a recurring theme with Hal and his jobs. Yeah, he never keeps them for long. Right. I think it's because it's almost like uh, remember the Titans, where it's you run the same eight plays over and over. Sounds good and simple and nice, but then when it's not working, you just think that guy's an idiot. You right. Know? Um, and the Renegades, it doesn't help that Landry Jones got hurt. He's been hurt like the whole year, and he was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. He's not been good. Hey, our guy Austin McGinnis has been great, though, so none of else that else matters. Yeah. Did you see his slide tackle or attempted slide tackle? <sighs> I heard it wasn't the best. <laughs> it wasn't great. But you know what? You don't. You don't pay. <laughs> they, don't, they don't pay him to make no tackles. You, you pay Austin McGinnis to kick field goals. And could we have put that on KentuckySportsRadio.com and maybe made a couple jokes at Austin's expense? Sure. But you know what? That's that's not what we're here to do. We're here to watch Austin kick field goals, and he's still perfect. So that's all that matters. We Still can just, booting them through the uprights. We can just skate. It looks like uh, Mummy is remaining on the team as an advisor as he recovers. That's what they're calling it. Oh. So that's how they're framing it. Yes. Uh, today, Adam Luckett, we heard that uh, Michael Smith is resigning yeah. from the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, we got word that on the, over the weekend during the Florida game of all times. Oh, it was a hell of a news dump. Yeah. You really got to tip your cap to the – the the. when's the best time to break news? And that's uh, – it's like – when Everybody's <laughs> focused on something else. On an 18-point – not even a Friday news dump. This was a – Saturday afternoon, lunchtime. And technically it wasn't a release. Football Scoop reported that uh, Boo Knight – what's his first name? 
Javon. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm guessing it is. I was thinking, because UConn has a player that spells it the same way. He pronounces it as Book Knight. Or at least that's how the announcers do announce it. Oh. So I don't know if it's Boo Knight or Book Knight. Is that Book Knight still there? For UConn? Yeah. Yeah, he's a freshman. Oh, I was thinking of... Uh, You're thinking of Boatwright. Boatwright, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan Boatwright. Got to get that ship right. Um <laughs> I'm glad you could pull those out. <laughs> but uh, Oregon wide receivers coach coming over to UK. I don't know about you, like it, but when I saw that football scoop report, I'm like, all right, they got Mike Stoops wrong. Surely this isn't right. Why would Mark Stoops go out and hire Oregon's wide receivers coach? At first, I thought they were just going to split up, split it up on offense. Do the 10th assist that way because can they let Clink Scale just handle the entire secondary? Yeah, yeah. That I mean – that's kind of what they did last time. They were like, well, we don't technically need one for another position. We'll just split it up. Mm-hmm. But this guy, um, let's call him Book Knight for now. Okay. Boo Knight sounds too French. We'll find out sure, soon. Yeah. Uh, they, like, you're not going to hire him just to recruit. He's from the West Coast. Right. I mean, Texas Tech, Utah State's where he once worked, uh, went to Wyoming, had 2,000 plus yard receiving years. Yeah, he was a Blitnikoff semifinalist mm-hmm. and um, still has the all-purpose yards record for the Wyoming Cowboys. Mm-hmm. From what I've gathered so far, it seems like he's known as a coach who's really big on technique and just uh, just really like honing the craft and getting players. Like he, uh, Oregon's uh, receivers last year were they upgraded from the year before the one year he was there. They had a bunch of drops. They brought him in. He's got an area background, obviously, Texas Tech. Yeah. And then Utah State, we, that offense blew it up with Jordan Love. Yep, yep. And, but now that, that staff's at well, Texas Tech. Well, and that's Tech. kind of what – And actually, I don't think he coached at Texas Tech. I think he was going with the staff and, and then, then Oregon, Oregon hired him before yeah. that happened. So, uh, Matt Wells, the head coach. I, I, I think that's the like, – Stoops is – appears to be pretty content on the recruiting side of things based mm-hmm. just on these last two hires because you got Anwar Stewart from a tactician standpoint, and this guy is obviously there to be a clinician mm-hmm. and help these receivers. Um, That's what it seems on the surface level. Yes. And it, now, all, although you do have to admit, it's, a, it's more turnover in that position room, and that's really the only place that Stoops is, hasn't been able to find a home run hire. Every other place – People have kind of moved on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of came as a surprise. Um, and, I, and I think it was less about uh, Smith's decision to step down. It was less about what was happening on the field, but more about what was happening off the field in his life. Had to get some things together. That's what I, I, I just want to say. It's horrible timing, but I hope just health and everything's okay with him. But that that is what it seems like. Something's going on probably behind the scenes. Yes. So I hope everything's fine. Yes. So uh, we'll keep that in mind. But moving forward, uh, at least the room, it's not like this is a – there's a lot of young players that we haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. but they've got some guys that have gotten a lot of snaps under them between Alan Daly, Cleveland Thomas, and Josh Ali. And mm-hmm. Eddie Grant really commended how they've stepped up as of late. Um, and, you know, just because they don't have a receivers coach doesn't mean they're out there in drills and nobody's there to, like, run them through. You know, th- there, there's plenty of mm-hmm. personnel out there between GAs and you know other staffers who can make sure that they're running through wide receiver drills and doing their routes right. Right. Um, yeah, they're not hurting on bodies over there right now, but it does put them in a tough spot because these are big practices. But Kentucky in that position has a lot of veterans this season. Yeah, uh, I liked too that uh, Grant said Tay made it a big play today. I'm interested about Tay Tay because I, I I want one of those. Kentucky need, needs one of those speed guys to. They to need stand a vertical out. option for sure. Right, so um, hopefully that's the case. And Stoops, he did coach at Wyoming in his career. Is that late nineties? But Book Knight was not there at that time. Yeah, he said he's no. Because Stoops really, when he confirmed it today, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I've known somebody for quite some time, and feel good about it. And then he also alluded to. It's almost like he's got his guy for his 10th assistant, but who that could be? Yeah, I even tried to do some digging today, and I really couldn't find anything. He said it's worked with him in the past, right? Yeah. That he interviewed him in the past? Well, I think that could be about book night, though. No, could it? I think. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, and essentially what's going to happen, folks, with these hires is you have to – there's this protocol before making uh, things official. So, you know, your, your week or two has to pass. They'll, they'll send out a press release probably the Tuesday they get back. So, two weeks from today. Uh, they're taking a week off for spring break next week and then coming back, really hitting the grindstone, and I think that's when we're going to have not one but, but two assistant coach football hires. Bang, bang. Boom. Right together. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it's been a weird kind of year with these coaching defections for Kentucky. All all bizarrely timed. Yeah, even – okay, you had LeBlanc leave uh, for not that much more money, but a little bit more. And then you had the Merrill scuttlebutt twice. And then uh, you hire Amar Stewart, but it was really quiet. We thought it was going to be him the whole time. The Stoops, the Mike Stoops. Yeah, you Quietness. Thought, <laughs> thought it was going to be him for the long – there was like – it was quiet officially, but everybody like it was a horribly kept secret that Mike Stoops, Mike Stoops, Mike Stoops, Mike Stoops, right. all sorts of Mike Stoops wizard, right. and then nothing came of it. Yeah, it's it's just it's been weird. But at how quiet they keep it, but also some stuff has gotten out, and I think you heard Stoops allude to that uh, when Merrill came back. He like he didn't like how it played out. Oh yeah, in the media, yeah. he did not like that much. Didn't like that too much at all. So they're going to have to get the bottle on that cap. Or the cap on that bottle, excuse me. <laughs> um, which, another thing that Stoops, you know, he kind of joked like, oh, so you guys finally met Kelvin. Um, because <laughs> our boy Bossman Fad, he, he did some headline making um, when we finally talked to him. He does not lack so. confidence, that's for sure. Um, and I was pumped because um because hell he he was the probably the most confident when it was just me and him talking one-on-one mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, that's what i've liked about these spring practices a lot of the interviews i've been able to get are one-on-one because you know people get busy so i'm just talking to them like i have a conversation with joey gatewood that we're going to put in here later that's a morning folks it's weird i got i got weird with joey gatewood <laughs> like because Let's be honest. We love football as much as anybody. Roush is digging and deep into his bag for some questions for Joey Gateway. Because here's the thing. This this kind of stuff gets stale. Like, I can only ask about, like, getting better and all that BS for so long without getting the same canned answers. And, frankly, Joey Gatewood is a well-oiled machine. He went through a quarterback competition at Auburn, all right? He knows how to say stuff without saying anything. He's been very good at it. So, I just shot some... I just threw some grenades in there. There's some big dumb grenades, <laughs> but you know what? It actually helped show his personality. And it, I, I, the one thing I did, I was like, "So, how, can you count how many times you've been compared to Cam Newton?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I bet." Uh, he's like, "Since high school, before all, uh, like any of that, like, it's just was a big guy. He wore number one, right? Like he heard it all. So like, I could get a better grasp of like, you know what? This is just like." I, I feel like I got a better picture of who Joey Gatewood is, the person, and that he's this great athlete who, like, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, like, this whole charade that he has to kind of go through is, you know, it gets a little ridiculous. So from your media standpoint, is there, like, percentage-wise, how many less other people are there talking to the players compared to this season, I would say? If they're uh, 30, 20, 30%, depending. Because, like, just depending on what's happening back. Like, I didn't go to the media op on Saturday. Sorry, I was watching Kentucky play Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But some of those folks didn't travel to Florida and had to, you know, they were like, well, I'll get some content. You know, why not? We get to talk to Stoops. Right, grab some quotes. Um, But, you know, like, some days you might not have the CJ guy. Some days you might not have the Herald. You know, it just kind of ebbs and flows. So, uh, and others take priority. Like, um, a lot of people were going over to Kelvin Joseph, but, like, I was really interested in talking to Phil Hoskins for a little bit. So, that kind of turned into a one-on-one. Things like that. Gotcha. And I got Joey Gatewood for the most part one-on-one. Um, one of my jerk friends, though, did call me while I was recording. I'm a little rusty like it. <laughs> I didn't have my phone in airplane mode. So, uh, just some of that snippet after he kind of – it's probably the most he's roasted Auburn to this point. Um, 
<laughs> um, he he kind of makes a a little joke at their expense, and then my buddy calls me and ruins the video. Well, but you know, quick transition. Well, the the potential Trump. rule now he knows he doesn't have to be nice to Auburn about maybe getting that way. Yeah. Now it could be where he's going to be automatically cleared if uh, that rule passes. And Calipari said that he heard it was kind of on its way to passing. So thanks, Cal, for the good news for the football <laughs> team. We appreciate Cal it. Cal with the big scoop. Exactly. Exactly. So um, big scoop, big time for basketball. But, um, man, I got kind of pumped watching championship games. Okay, look it. I know we're both football guys, but let's be honest. Championship week, it feels a lot like bowl season. Yeah. There's yeah. something about, yeah. like, daytime sports. They just like, – just having, On a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. having sports in times that, you're, that they're not typically on. So, like, this summer when the Olympics are happening at all odd hours, it just feels like you're getting extra sports. Oh, we have some news, Mr. Roush. Oh. From Kentucky football, what? hashtag BBN, help us welcome the newest member of our Kentucky family oh, at Jovan Book Night. So they made it official. Breaking news. Breaking news ah. here on the podcast. You'll hear it tomorrow. <laughs> 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 33 seconds ago was when that tweet went out. Oh, God, we... Don't they know we're working? I just told them <laughs> every two weeks. And now it's... God, you know what? People are going to be like, Rash, you idiot. They got to get him in there for spring ball, man. My goodness. He's got the blue towel and everything, which probably doctored, I would imagine. Gosh, that makes me feel like such an idiot. <sighs> oh, well. Live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a pronunciation guide for his name? I'm looking right now. This is great content. We got a Stoops quote in here and everything. Man, how funny is it that like we've done multiple podcasts where we're reacting to live news? The the donut drinking <laughs> one was the funniest one. That one was good. Yeah, that it, dude, he's got that ties poorly tied. Yes, I, that's what Jesus I noticed. Christ. That is not good. Somebody tied <laughs> double freaking Windsor. That, that is, is not good. Horrendous. Ugh. Man. Um. No, we still don't have. Uh, Stoop said he had the opportunity to meet him on the recruiting trail and like the way he handled Ooh, himself. Ooh, I was right. It's Javon Boo Knight. Boo Knight. There it so, is. So okay, we got one thing right. We got one thing right. Javon. So not Jovan. Javon. Which brings me to the next person I want to talk about today. And that's uh, Tom McClain. Oh, yeah. Who, I'm getting excited about this guy. Who he uh, he said that – so we're getting – I didn't realize – I didn't know who it was. Um, and normally you can't talk to – kids that are freshmen, but he was sick whenever they had the last interview session with the freshmen. So, Jatan comes out. He's like, alright, I just before I go, I want to make an announcement. It's Jatan. Not Jutan. Not Jutan. Jatan McLean. And I, I always wanted it to be Jatane McLean. <laughs> I wanted it to rhyme so badly, but man, here. Look, I, I think what happened, because it was the J, uppercase J, Lowercase u, uppercase t. Yes. So in our minds, we're just yeah, putting yeah. an emphasis on that t. Exactly. Hard t. And making it a hard u instead of just a regular t. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I, I, I heard a Jatan McLean question to Eddie Grant, and I was like, really? I mean, I guess we might as well ask about some of the new guys. I mean, what else are we going to talk to Eddie Grant about? Eddie Grant did something he normally doesn't do, Adam Luckett. You really, I haven't heard him talk about a back like that really since Benny as a freshman. <laughs> he, uh, exactly. That's what yeah, I was thinking, yeah. too. He, ga- he gasses up no one. Mm-hmm. Especially as freshman. Especially a kid. This is his fourth practice. I mean, we've heard Eddie gas up some, like, the Florida guys, the receivers that he's right, recruited. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, but when they're a little older. But, yeah, he said some stuff today that makes you think he's, this kid's going to play. And I don't know if it's only because he's like the first freshman that's ever known how to pass pro before he got there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of it is he's just like, this kid isn't scared of anything. He's going in, you know, head over heels. Uh, I don't think he used the phrase balls to the wall, but that was kind of the the context in which he was speaking. And he was just raving about Jatan McClain. And I'm like, I have a con- writing back controversy? 
It's a lot of bodies they got in that room. Hey, you know what Eddie said today too, and that was a, so it wasn't the newsiest newsiest, but there were a couple surprising parts because a I just didn't expect him to say nice things about uh, incoming freshman running back, but b I didn't expect him to say I want somebody to go take this. I want somebody to be the featured back. We don't have to run back committee. It's like oh, hmm, interesting. Hmm. And let's face it, there's not going to be the carries that there were last year. No. There's going to be carries, but not as many. Because you've got a much better quarterback back there. So Because there's a thing called the forward pass that I think Kentucky's <laughs> going to try to use in the offense this year. <laughs> it may catch a few of you by surprise, but that's going to take away from some of the running plays. But when you watch, when I watched McLean come out of high school, his tape, Grant, we hear Grant talk all the time about patience as a running back, and that's what he had on tape, setting up his blocks, um, not not – not being over anxious to get uh, get through the line, let it letting the play set up, and then showing the burst when when it happens, and you, you see that with the numbers he put up: nineteen hundred forty seven yards rushing and twenty one touchdowns as a senior, and he missed some games. No, and he I asked him about that today. He sprained his foot in the regular season finale against Colerain, which if y'all don't know the uh, is it GMC Greater Miami. Conference, yes, that sounds right. Yeah, GMC is the big public school conference. And then GCL's in, the the Catholic, the private school. Yes, so they're the big public school conference in Cincinnati. And the Coleraine Cardinals, right off uh, US 27, that's the road you take um, going up to Oxford, Ohio, over Miami, Ohio's located. Okay, right off there. And Coleraine has – the Coleraine Cardinals have won something like 30 straight GMCs. Like, they, they win that conference pretty much every year. They're a powerhouse. Um they kick all kinds of ass when it comes to that. And McLean almost took him down, but he hurts his foot in this game. I think they end up losing on a two-point conversion in the regular season finale. They couldn't get it. They were kind of using him as a decoy just to, like, have him in the game. But they couldn't They couldn't get this big two-point conversion that they needed. Um, and so two games later, they play him again, but he was too hurt. They were down by a score at half, and he was just like, I had to try to play. I, you know, I wasn't going to not – if right. he doesn't get hurt, he's getting two thousand yards in, that, yeah. in his senior yeah, season. Yeah, sure. He, he gets six, really good competition. Sixty touchdowns in three years. Sixty total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean he's good. He's really good in the, in the biggest division of football in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of. I mean, it's putting pressure on Tisdale, man. Yeah, but Grain said, you know, Tisdale's busted a couple big plays mm-hmm. earlier. So like. Well, I think with Tisdale, we could see a thing where he his biggest impact could just be on special teams, if he can prove to be a a good kickoff returner, because that that that's there's value right there. You know who I want him to be like Who's so that? badly. Here's a name from the past: Trendon Holiday. Oh, for LSU. Yeah, because he was so tiny. He was a sprinter, and they. They didn't really know what to do with him, so they used him in kick return. They Trent and Holiday played about 10 years too early. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If he was today. He would be, like, in the league, yeah. Right. Um, but I, I don't even know what his – I guess he played slot for them. Yeah, but they moved him around. They played him at some running back, put him at punt returner, on reverse. I mean, they and I don't, they got him ball in a lot of different ways. He just did – he was just in the wrong era. And I don't know how skilled Tisdale is a pass catcher. I know McLean talks about how he's yeah. comfortable with it. When we saw him out at uh, the, that practice last year, poor yeah. guy, he uh, he had one of those days. Yeah, the, the, we've only seen him once, and it didn't it did not look good. But he's busted a few big runs. So I, I think what Eddie's going to do is essentially just like, hey, um, we're going to kind of keep things business as normal, and whenever I feel like it, I might just throw you in the game. Just be ready. Mm-hmm. Be steady. The here's, I mean, this is all. All we can get out of this is what they give us. But when they look, if you look at McLean's high school profile, they feature that he had 50 receptions in his career. Yeah. Look at Tisdale's high school profile. There is nothing about him catching the football. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. But I, I think McLean's that. definitely a guy who can impact the game in multiple ways, whether it's um, in pass pro. Catching the ball out of the backfield, or just being a traditional runner, he he can affect the game in all three of those ways. Uh, one thing I'd like to add to our running back talk is 
Man, Cavassi smoke. I was I was getting ready to start talking to him. Gatewood showed up, and I didn't want everybody to cramp my style, so I dip. <laughs> but, dudes, and he also had his shirt cut up in the most like ridiculous way possible. He like cut it to where, like basically, it was just the collar. So it really showed off the muscles. But dude, smoke looks enormous right now. Mm-hmm. So I, he's got man that stocky kind of build, or he's what five nine. Yeah, and just thick. Well, and from head to toe. I asked Eddie too, like, you know, is there something they can do now to like not hit that wall last year? Because you saw smoke hit it. Rodriguez, oh, yeah, for sure. Just kind of, it took him a while to get out of the gate, and then AJ Rose, he timing was off on him until late in the year. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Rose through the season. I think uh, the staff made some decisions with him that probably didn't help him very much with some of the short yardage stuff. Right, right. And just kept running him up against a wall against. Uh, Florida and some other opponents, but we saw when they got at the, as the season ended, he started to break out of that funk. And against Virginia Tech, he was pretty good. Well, so. and how Eddie put it today is he was like, I mean, a lot of that's just stuff that's going to happen in the fall. Like dudes are going to get worn down. Like, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't. Durability is a skill. I don't. I don't take that as a like that's that's not an excuse for me in basketball. Like, ooh, Ashton's tired, so he's turning the ball over. Bull crap. Every, you're going to play 80 games if you're going to go to the NBA. Better get the hell over it. Football, though, running backs, like, that's uh, getting hit all the time. That's a different kind of uh, physicality that right. some people just can't handle. Now, it's just weird seeing this on the heels of Benny Snell, who was – like, he he's a freak of nature. Yes. That we – are going to, have to like take for granted. <laughs> Benny's best sk- skill was his durability, and yeah. even though he talked that big, he could tote the rock twenty times a game and come back the next week and do it again, he talked big game about like nobody can do that without getting hurt. And he was like, "Benny, shut the hell up!" And like you didn't want to jinx it, but like, mm-hmm. dude kept playing, and I, I think we saw smoke hit that wall last year. He he eventually broke through it, um, but there is one thing like it that. I, I would d- just vehemently disagreed. But at least Grant acted like he was going to change it up. Or he was like, felt like last year our guys could do anything we asked them to. You know, they could do just about anything. This year we're going to ask them to be, do more specific things. It's like, yeah, yeah Eddie, because A.J. Rose can't run a freaking third and one dive. Mm-hmm. Just like. And less carries going to be there, like we talked about. Yeah, so it's smarter. It, it will be smarter to specialize players to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um like outside zones, Cavassier smoke, going in between the tackles, Chris Rodriguez, stuff like that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, smoke. You could definitely. I mean, he's got that burst where if he has a slither, he can get up through it. Like we saw in that Tennessee game. I think he scored a touch. That's touch the second touchdown they scored. Mm-hmm. Smoke just took off, and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> like he shot out of a cannon. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Rodriguez was just kind of this a battering ram there towards the end of the season. And then Rose was kind of a, a you know, Rose is a one-cut north-south runner. If he gets a crease, he can he can explode through it and he can get you an explosive play. But if you're asking him to lean on you to get three, four, five tough yards, that's mm-hmm. just not the type of back he is. No, no. Um, if you could combine all three of them, super you'd really back. have something. Yeah. But instead, now you just got to pick and choose your calls and personnel wisely. Mm-hmm. And ideally, like, that's good. But do you think it's a good thing that the play caller and the running backs coach are the same person? Like, you would think that would be easier for him to organize it. But are you worried? Like, I, I would be kind of worried that he would get too into the plays and not enough of the personnel. Eddie Graham might be the only play caller in college football. He's also the running backs coach. That is very rare. I can't think of another one on the top of my head. Ooh, we got any football? What, 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 what should we call football, Benny? Basketball, Benny's one thing. Um, ooh, a football, Freddy. That's we, we've got a Freddy. Why don't we just? Yeah, there's got there's got to be one out there. Maybe one other, but that you're right. That is not. I'm telling often. you. I mean, ninety five percent of them is just quarterback coach. Yeah, and then head coach. Has, you know, there's a lot of head coaches who just call the plays. Yeah. I'm just – I'm talking about – because there's probably an offensive coordinator that's the running backs coach, but it's title only. I'm talking legit play caller. Right. Who's also the running backs coach. It's just not something 
you see in football? Man. Because for, for better or worse, running back and wide receiver is a position on the staff. A lot of times you stick a – you know, for lack of a better term, the recruiting coach. Right. There. <laughs> but Grant is – Chad Scott was that guy. Who? Chad Scott, early in the, early in the days. Right. Especially because he was one of those dudes that – At West like, Virginia now. He coached like three – he was either a receiver. He, I think he, he moved receiver one year. He's running back one year. You know, a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Jack of all, master of none. But it's rare. So, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. Whether Does that affect – have effect on him? Is it good or bad? I don't know. That's a good yep. question. We will have to wait and see. There was one thing that we kind of teased uh, – Early on last week, like what kind of we were uh, waiting to see, and that was, what are they going to do? Like, what's Brad White going to say about Jared Casey moving inside? I feel like he, it was the sensible reaction that White had. Hey, he's kind of built for it, and we kind of need him for it. Yeah. Number one, just the bodies. You lose Trey Wilkins and Sean Kelly Knight Golf last year. Who were both supposed to play the inside spot? Mm -hmm. Kind of in a bind, so they slide Bembry, Marquez Bembry, and Jerry Casey, who are also in that class of 2019. There and for Casey, it's you know when you look at the roster, you, you kind of look like well he might have been able to start at Sam 2021 when Boogie leaves, but you don't know if they're going to shift somebody over if the Xavier Peters light comes on. Maybe they plug him there. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Katie McDaniel was ahead of him. We didn't know. But this is a chance for him uh, to really – obviously they got the three guys there, but they need a fourth guy, and it's a chance for him to really own a spot and then be the quarterback of the defense really for Mike. That's what the Mike linebacker is. Mm -hmm. And for him, if he's not really able to affect the game as a pass rusher from that edge spot, when you start looking next level, it's going to be – it would be hard if you can't affect the game as a pass rusher from that spot. So, for him, it might be a more natural position there inside. And Kentucky need, needs a mic for the future. So, he, he can be the, he can be the guy. And this spring, he's getting a lot of reps because Derek Jackson, that was a surprise that he was hurt and he's not participating. So, there's a lot of snaps to be had there at that position right now. Yeah, and like I said, going into this spring season, too, some of those inside guys um, always – get hurt during the spring or yep. somebody's got a shoulder injury or something. So there's a chance to get more reps. But, you know, we mentioned those three juniors. Those dudes are very good, but there's plenty of other snaps to go around. Um, so, you know. I, well, it's football too. Somebody could tweak an ankle right? at any time, you know. Got to be ready to go. But, well, and, and, hell, we've seen it before where they use Boogie inside when they needed yeah. him. And then whenever – you know, things normalized. They moved him back down and mm -hmm. uh, kind of look at him now. Right. So for Jared Casey, I don't think he's probably going to – I don't think he's going to make an impact, really impact this year. But you start looking towards the future, you know, he could carve out a nice little position on the team there and eventually be one of the leaders of the defense if it works out for him. Hmm. Man, I'm – all of this, I, I don't mean to be distracted, but all these people canceling stuff and not having games and games not spectators. It's a pretty wild time we're living in. Who else canceled? It's just whispers of, you know, because everybody now is speculating whether or not the SEC tournament will do anything. By the time some people are listening to this, they're like, they've already made a decision. You ACC said so they're, they're going forward. Well, in Greensboro, it's all green. Well. That's why they have it there. It's the Burrow of Greens. Man, I, I'm pumped for championship week, though. I don't want it to get distracted by from football. but man, I don't think. I, I, I did see the Ohio guy say that the mayor. So was the, no, the governor, excuse me. So freaking, oh, three people got it. Three. I so, got, I, now, it's just his I'm suggestion. I'm not, yeah, I'm no medical expert, but, like, five people shouldn't be keeping you from having 20,000 people meet together. But you know what? We'll see. I, now, attend at your own risk. I don't know. Now, Cleveland has a first, second round that Kentucky could very potentially be at. So that's going to be something yeah. locally to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. First four in Dayton, too. Yeah, first four in Dayton. I've always wanted to go to that. Which, if 
yeah, if you're going to have one there, that would be because I, I would imagine that's not the best crowd for games. But I don't know if locals sh- show up big. For first four? Yeah. They do. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'll get, I think it's like a 12,000 seat arena and they'll get at least eight. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm fired up. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch develop over the next week or so. All right, I need to get my kind of head back in this. So let's let's take a break. Here's some weird stuff from me and Joey Gatewood. It gets a little weird, but I think you all will enjoy a conversation with quarterback Joey Gatewood. Hey, check New York Bozo! New York Bozo! Kentucky's asked a receiver to play quarterback. Could you play wide receiver? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can play, I can play any, any position. Now, have you ever played receiver before? I mean, I played a couple times in high school. You're, it's not. It's not no like. I could go out there and you know. <laughs> but I could. I could do something though. Now your your other quarterback on your team, he's playing receiver now, right? Riley Smith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Riley playing tight end, I think. Yeah, boys. Tight end receiver. Yeah. yeah. So who's a better receiver? Oh, I think I got better hands for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, all right. Here is the opposite of Gatewood fence tile. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Or maybe um, fence fire because you burn wood with fire? Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it. I told you, it's going to get weird. Um, yeah, that could work, though. Could work. Yeah, it fence tile. Okay, okay. Fence tile? Yes, fence tile. Because gate, obviously, be fence. Correct. Right, Correct. right. But wood, I don't know. I looked up on the internet, too. What's the opposite of wood? Didn't have answers for it, either. I don't know what to tell you either. But if you had a wood floor, you would have. You could also have a tile floor. You exactly. got carpet. Ma- Ooh, got brick. F- fence carpet. Fence brick. Oh yeah, but who wants a fence made out of brick? Though? It's sturdy. Exactly. If you had like a brick mailbox, it wouldn't get run over with by anything. You know, like you can't That's true. knock it over That's by true. some hooligans. <laughs> um, all right, what's the best way to break a tackle? The best what? The best way to break a tackle. Oh, you gotta you gotta look like you about to cut out. Put your foot down and go cut in. It always works. Always works. So breaking ankles better than lowering your shoulder. Oh. Ooh. I have to say running through someone's better. But shaking someone's just as good. See, I think it's stiff arm though. So stiff arm, yeah. yeah. I love the stiff arm. I love the stiff arm. Because <laughs> then the you can arm. put on Instagram. Exactly. 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 Um if Uncle Rico can throw football over a mountain, how far can you throw football? You said that again? You may not get the cultural right. That's, that's, that's too old. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, old. that is too old. Is too yeah, old. if Uncle Rico, Napoleon Dynamite, man, I'm really dating no myself. Clue. I'm really dating myself. No he could throw a football over a mountain, though. How far can that's you throw a football? Oh, I want to go head up with him, then. Oh, over a mountain? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. I want to see him do it, too. All right. Have you ever, have you and Terry tried to see who can throw the ball farther, though? We haven't. You haven't? We haven't. Oh, come on. Not we even once after practice? We haven't. We haven't. Oh, man. Um, how many times have you been compared to Cam Newton? Since middle school. So you can't, it probably can't even count. No, if you had to put a number on it, like 3,792? The amount of times throughout high school, I can't even tell you. Just going through camps, uh, just in high school, just against other people, it's just it's numerous times. So you're going to the Super Bowl in four or five years. Is that Let's fair go. to say? Let's go. Yeah, okay. Me and my team. It's fair enough. Um, when you ran track and field, did everybody think you were going to throw shot put? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Did you ever do, like, walk up and do, like, the Nick Chubb thing where it's like, I'm bigger than you? Like, No, I, I feel like some of them, when I would line up, I feel like some of them would, like, they would look at me and be like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's light. That's light. Look how big he is. Yeah. yeah and then we, when they uh, shoot it, and then, yeah, it was funny. I used, to, I used to love track. I used to love track. Really? What was your best one? I would say the four-by-one was my favorite during track. Is it tough passing the baton? It's crazy because one time in the playoff meet or regional meet, I forgot what it's called, I was running. I was, supposed to, I was giving a stick to someone. He dropped it. Oh no! So I, I know that feeling. But you you were well versed in the art of the handoff, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a whole part of the four by one. <laughs> the handoff part of it. So I've never been to Auburn. Where should I eat when I go to Auburn later this year? I think you should find your way back to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but in in Jacksonville, what is the thing to do in Jacksonville? We've only been once. There's a pool. Is it swimming the pool at the stadium? Oh, you talking about the stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is oh. It- 
I only visited the stadium like one time. One really? Or two times. Yeah, I never really, I never really went to a game. You're not a Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Oh, I am a fan. I just, okay. I just am. Who is the best Jacksonville Jaguar? Yeah, just names talked with Josh and his Oh, Tony, come on. You're no, giving away the I'll right really answer. I'll really think about that. I'll really think about that, Josh. Yes. Josh. He, he gave him the answer. That was the right hey, just answer. Just a couple more. He's, he does got to go take a shower and get to class. Okay. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared of you are, are of the coronavirus? Oh, yeah, don't come near me. Don't come near me. <laughs> hey, I'm about, I'm about, I'll say about a solid 8. Eight? Okay. Eight. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to catch no virus. Keep that Purell handy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I got hand sanitizer on me. Ric Flair! Ric Flair! We're back. I hope you enjoyed that kind of bizarre conversation with Joey Gatewood. And you know what? I'm feeling a little weird right now. So, Adam Lucky, what's this about cows getting castrated? Okay. I am reading right now Rammer Jammer Yellowhammer. And this is a book that a guy who grew up an Alabama fan, who was writing for the Wall Street Journal, living in New York, just decided one day he wanted to go and write a book about Alabama fandom. because And he wanted to embed with all these the RV people, the people that go to every game. And you've kind of alluded to this before, but had you, is this the first time you're reading the book? This is the first time reading it. Okay. I, multiple people say like it's the, like if you're going to read one college football book, this is the one to read. Mm-hmm. So that's I've been reading it. I've got one chapter left. And anyway, I mean, I would re- I would highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in reading a college football book. Mm-hmm. This this is really good, good. off season material, right? Yeah. So anyway, this is during the nineteen ninety eight season. There's a now quick side story. At this time, Alabama fans hated Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like yeah. now we know Paul Feinbaum, Aww. but back then he used to roast Alabama because he was a Tennessee grad. Right, but he, uh, yeah, right. He, but he was a newspaper writer in Alabama, got a radio show, and he used to just roast Alabama. That's how he got kind of got famous. <laughs> and then people hated hated him, but they hated him so much they had to listen to him. Yeah. And so it's, it's almost like what the sheriffs do right. right now. So they went. He went. He went to a game with Feinbaum, and he walked through the tailgate area, and Feinbaum was like really nervous all the time. He said, walking, you know, in and out. Feinbaum was a little guy too. Right. So anyway, there's a. They're playing Mississippi State, and there's a story he tells about Jackie Sherrill, who last year, the year before, Jackie Sherrill coached at Mississippi State. They were playing Texas, and I believe it was 1992, and I guess it was through the walkthroughs, you know, two days before the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. They brought a bull out there and castrated him because he asked his team what a steer was. The team he they didn't really know, so this is a steer when you a steer is you chop them off. It's when you get nipped. <laughs> so he, he they brought a guy out there and he cut the balls off, and they end up they go so, and beat the hell out of Texas so, on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn these longhorns into steers. So I tweeted out oh, that, that story. Man. Oh god! Said what a sport. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. That'd be hard to happen. Two thousand twenty. Nineties were diff- early nineties were a different time. Well, I don't know if you heard Stoops could have done that with Virginia Tech. They're Hokies. <laughs> Just bring the birds neck. <laughs> we're so- gonna go have Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they just got uh, turkeys hanging from the rafters, yeah. or like uh, it's almost like the Chinese places with the ducks hanging out to dry. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's incredible! College football. Michael Leach is going to do some weird stuff like that. You know what? I, oh, I don't think we're all ready for that. Oh. I think people are starting to get a sense of it, but it like, like his Monday press conferences are going to be like a thing. I'm going to have to like go back and go through see if what he said every week. I don't think we're Ooh, all that, ready that, for that. That might end, that's going to end up being a regular part of eleven personnel. It's just the best M- of Mike, Mike Leach, Leach recap. Yeah. recap. Yeah, we'll just we'll just play like at least one Mike Leach sound. Until then, we're just going to be reading his his Facebook memes. One other thing that I think is funny about college football too is, for all intents and purposes, when you're bringing this many guys back, nobody really cares. Like the the ones, they're kind of just it's like bowl practice for them. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like they. A lot of, I don't These want to are say, developmental practices. Exactly. And by that, I mean, for the younger guys and newcomers, 
really for newcomers, it's getting them used to how they practice. Exactly. And for the old heads, it's a lot of like you're just staying in shape, you know, and catching some balls and kind of showing everybody how it's done, showing them up. Um, for a guy like Josh Ali, you're just trying to, to make a couple of big plays, burn somebody, talk a little trash afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Boogie Watson. But, you know, it's a decent amount of back and forth. And I just think it's really funny that one common thing that I've gotten from all these interviews is whenever I talk to these guys, they all kind of like, so what are those underclassmen are going through? And they just start smiling before I can even the finish. D- the recruitment process. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. They just kind of laugh like, oh. Because you know those kids are trying hard, but they just can't get out of their own big stupid way. Mm-hmm. And I find it incredibly entertaining. Sure, there's a few vomiting stories. Yeah. My favorite vomiting story was Lonnie Johnson's. Mm-hmm. He had a good one. Just like right away. Every day for like a week. <laughs> and those, you know, 5 a.m. workouts. Man, just getting up early takes a while. Like whenever I had, we did the, started doing 7 a.m. radio, now, hell, I get up at 6 a.m., you know, whatever. Created a routine. But, man, it takes a while to get into that routine. So, good luck, Especially boys. you living that blog life for so yeah, long. You get, it's weird <laughs> hours. It's some weird hours mm-hmm. in that blog life. Um, speaking of blog life, big click season. It is. Big time for clicks. The off-season content machine is up and rolling. Oh, man. I, I, I already got into it with Brad Crawford at least once. So we're just going to start cranking <laughs> that thing up for a while. He, he name-searched himself when I was kind of just – Oh, did he? I saw your tr- – Did he? is that what it was? Yeah, he actually name-searched himself. Cause oh, God. TJ had – I misread the headline because uh, I thought they were projecting only four wins overall. It was four SEC wins, so. Yes. An eight and five season. Not bad. Or eight, four season. I was like, oh, not bad. But I, before I clicked on it, I said, let me guess who wrote this. Brad Crawford. And sure enough, Brad Crawford was the guy who wrote it. Co-byline with Bud Elliott, mm-hmm. which he wanted to remind me. You know they were they were it was both of them, but either way that twenty four seven there that I read some South Carolina spring articles over the weekend. Will Muschamp wants to get back to committing to running the football. Good for him. <laughs> Which, so the so old, that's a, that's a lot of confidence in Ryan Holinsky. <laughs> the old, oh, and there's another thing. Ryan Holinsky might not be the starter. <laughs> Just keep it quiet. Who's going to be the starter? They've got a guy. Okay, Bobo's their offensive coordinator now. Yeah, yeah. They Came bring from Colorado a, State. They bring in his quarterback. His quarterback grad, grad transferred, Colin Hill. Now he's not he's not playing this spring because this guy has had three ACL injuries. Three. Yes. Dude, retire. The God is telling you stop playing football, so, you idiot. So three he, ACLs. He might be the guy, and I mean they've got a freshman dual threat coming in. But I don't – it's going to be him or Holinsky, but – So, it's South not, Carolina, they're committing to running the football. Yeah, it's not good. This does not sound good for a guy around Holinsky or, over there in Or, or Brad Crawford. But they're writing articles like that. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the very kind of clicky – it's the season for clicks. Mm-hmm. And last week, it was actually good clicks for Kentucky's behalf. They – the folks at The Athletic, Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman. Mm-hmm. Mandel, previously of SI – Feldman, previously at Fox Sports, before they pivoted to ESPN. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of years those journos have logged uh, writing college football. They ranked their top 25 football coaches. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to see more of these come out soon. I know CBS Sports does one. I think some other people do one. It's becoming kind of a new thing. Uh, yeah, but they were the first one to the punch. And Mark Stoots made Stuart Mandel's list, coming in at number 16, I believe, yes. Woo! And basically, uh, Stu Mandel said this is – he made the list last year, but it was, like, near the bottom. But following the Tim Wynn season, the 8-5 and campaign was even more remarkable, giving Lynn Bowden at quarterback. They're getting a lot of credit for that Lynn Bowden at quarterback experiment. Well, and I think it's because so many people were – just so astounded at how it worked. I mean, you heard the guy from SB Nation when we were at the combine, mm-hmm. just like, how in the hell? Um, but I, I, I do think that 
there was somebody from Saturday Down South who uh, Connor O'Gara. Yeah, who was like what? People he, are people are just now coming around to Mark Stoops. He's been on the like Mark Stoops at Kentucky is the SEC's version of Mike Leach at Mississippi State for a while now. For a couple years now, I feel like. You know what? I mean, I kind of get where it's you go square peg and round hole. Where Kentucky, the most successful, the Big Blue Nation has seen was air raid, and then you bring in this run the football defensive guy, and we kind of don't know what to do with ourselves for a little while. Yeah. There's a certain extent to that. And there's also a, I mean, of course Mark Stoops is a top 25 head coach. Kentucky's in the top 25 regularly now. Mm-hmm. Like, Kentucky. But Feldman, though, Feldman didn't agree. He had him outside the top, but he had, like, on like 27th or so. Like, he had, he gave a list of just missed a cut. It was Fitzgerald. Who missed a cut? Fitzgerald, Fickle, Wilcox. Uh, at the Cal, Justin Wilcox, I, I Brian Harson, and Boise. Fitzgerald is definitely in there without the horrible year last year, where they were just yeah, he's one that probably got, got hammered for this past yeah, year because they were not good at all. And Hunter Johnson was terrible, which they picked up Peyton Ramsey, his grad transfer. Maybe Hunter Johnson just sucked. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, that's he, he's one that those scouting services just. Whew, they hired rough. a new offensive coordinator, and he it's becoming apparent that he realized pretty fast he needed another body in that room. Yeah, yeah. There's one person that Feldman did have in his top 25. He even had him in his top 10. I know, man. Scott Satterfield, 10th best coach in all college football. What I say, I I tried to tell everybody this as soon as Kentucky beat Louisville, to prepare yourselves for this Satterfield hype train. And it's here. Well, and you know what else he said, too? What's that? Well, he was, he was when I went and visited Louisville. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> I know. When I went and visited Louisville. Well, Bruce, go visit Lexington. It's right down the street. I know. It ain't that far. But you know what? If you go, but if, Satterfield, you give, if you give these media members access. He wasn't the only one that Satterfield let access to either. <sighs> they did a good job spending it. They know. Uh, they're run a, The PR department over there is working overtime. And it's working out for them because now that they're getting a lot of positive Attention. Yeah, they are. So, let me get was, – was Coach O at the top of their list? Yeah, so Dabo and Saban obviously were number one, number two in both. Mandel had them 1A, 1B. I think that's what you have to do. And then he had Orgeron third. Okay. And then Feldman had Orgeron fourth. Third being the guy from Oklahoma that I can't no. think of his name right now? He had James Franklin third. Now, I think James Franklin, because I did this ranking myself just so we could compare. Like, he, and they didn't rank Ryan Day because the sample size is big enough, they said. That's fair enough. It's only been a year. So, like, I think there's obviously a tier. I think there's Sa- Saban, Dabo tier, and then I think there's a break. And then in this next tier, I think you could put, you know, Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley, Orgeron, uh, James Franklin, Jimbo Fisher. And as much as James Franklin you dislike. Mm hmm. James he, made, Franklin, he made Vanderbilt good. Right. Well, <laughs> look, just look at what Penn State's done. They're, they're running double-digit games every year. They're in the top ten. They're recruiting at a high level. All he, The only thing he hasn't done is it, win the Big Ten. Well, he's won the Big Ten, but make the playoff. He didn't make the playoff when he won the – Oh, because that was – They we, lost two games. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so, that's 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 it. That's once, the last box to check. Once he does that, he's going to be in that, that top tier. <sighs> One day. But not today, James Franklin. Not today. Not today. Did any? Uh, I'm trying to think of what other SEC folks could have made this yeah. cut. Because here's we're in weird territory where not a lot of there's not a lot of tenured guys there. So I mean, well, I guess Gus well, had to be in the top 25. Well, well Florida media folks have been going on fine bomb a lot recently. Uh huh. And you'll never guess what they're saying. Oh, Dan Mullen's the best. Yeah, and Florida's gonna win the East. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, the one dude from the? Oh, hell, I can't think of his name now. I can see his face. Buddy Martin? Yes, yes. yes. He's on there all the time. Yeah. All so he's like, I, I feel like every week I flip on the Fire Mom or I'll see his Twitter and it's Buddy Martin on there talking about how <laughs> great Dan Mullen is. Anyway, Mandel had Mullen eighth. And then Bruce Feldman has long been a, kind of a skeptic of Dan Mullen, but he had him 14th. But I mean, Mullen's in the, in the same boat where, like, hell, he made Mississippi State good forever. Yeah. And. 
he won with Felipe Franks mm-hmm. as his quarterback for a while. So like, yeah, I mean Mullen's about as high as he's going to get. Now it's for them. It's all about beating Georgia. And but the thing about that Georgia game is Georgia has better players, and until and they have a bye for that game, so it's always the biggest game on their schedule. So it's like Georgia tr- treats that. I, I would compare it to Kentucky Louisville basketball. Mm-hmm. Kentucky always treats that as a big, like one of the bigger games on their schedule, and that's why they and then they always have a week to prepare for it, and they have better players every year. That's why I think they have a lot of success in that game. Mm-hmm. When you look at it on the football side, I, I think it's the same way. I think Georgia's always going to have the upper hand until Mullen gets him a you know a true difference maker at quarterback. So, but until he beats Georgia, this is about as high as he can go. But you look at other coaches. I mean, that's really it. That Kentucky plays every year. You have Kirby, Dan Mullen, and then Leach was ahead of them in both. And Leach is new. Yeah, yeah. And Leach is at Mississippi State, whereas the other two are at Florida and Georgia. But you I look, can't believe he, – did he, did he have Leach ahead of Stoops? Let me see here. I think Mandel – Mandel had him below Stoops, and then Feldman okay. had him above Stoops. He had, Mandel had Leach at 20. That's kind of wild that they think so highly of Mike Leach. But yet, like, Tennessee fired somebody to not have him there. Like two, that, two words. Phil, Phil Fulmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Phil Fulmer. Oh, man. It's, it's, I'm, John Fulkerson has really <laughs> helped remind me of why I hate that godforsaken place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's no good, man. That, they kind of... Like erased everybody about it, but it would be nice to see Kentucky play them on Friday and kind of just smother them one time. <sighs> smother Rick Barnes one time. Smothered, covered, fried, and topped. Mm-hmm. It's not fried. I don't think that's one of them. But I do think it's about time for us to get out of here. I feel like we've been talking for a while, and uh, frankly, I'm not sure what is uh, is next for us on the horizon. They have spring break next week, right? Yeah, spring break's next week, so there's not going to be a whole lot going on. So, I don't know. We'll see. What's... March Madness is kind of a big deal, and I don't think you want to hear us go on and on about our brackets. <laughs> Get on here and go through the brackets together? Oh, man. I'm sure that would just – people would love that. Mm-hmm. bunch of football guys talking basketball. Um... What basketball coach would be the best football player? You mean football player, football coach? Both. Um, Mike White appears to be in good shape. Yes. He looks like a slot receiver. Yeah. Um, I would also say that uh, Frank Martin is a defensive end. Yeah. He, Frank Martin. He is, looks like a defensive line dude, coach. Frank Martin is built like one of those dudes mm-hmm. in, like, remember the Titans. You know, like the, those old really stiff starched collared yes. shirts. Who like, you know, or, or was with Forrest Gump when they were mm-hmm. introduced to the All American team, um, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So uh. <laughs> there's a couple of them out there. Like, do you know what Clemson's head coach, basketball head coach, looks like? Brad looks like? Brownell. He, he looks like a football coach. Have you seen the Brad uh, Brownell? Yeah, that and and Bruce Pearl's lead assistant. He's the most Auburn-looking dude I've ever seen. He's kind of a dumpy-looking bigger guy. You talking about the fat guy at the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. He is such a freaking Auburn assistant coach. Yeah. But assistant football coach. He, he, he looks like he sh- just got out of the frat, just rolled out of the frat, because he's always got on like a navy blue blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Cal, Cal, he, he's softer than cookie dough. Um, I could think of some. I just on the top of my head. If you put it the other way, football coaches in basketball. Lincoln Riley, he kind of looks like take off the visor. He could, yeah, and he's, but he's got the football coach goatee though. Yeah, Coach O, he wouldn't function well indoors. What about Mike Norvell? Oh yeah, yeah, I could see Mike Norvell. Um, Charlie Strong, I could see the turtlenecks. Him and Mike Bray, Leonard Hamilton. Oh, oh yeah, Leonard, Leonard rocks him all the time, too, yeah. Leonard Hamilton. OG. God, looking great at 71. Maybe one ACC day. ACC champion Leonard Hamilton. Man. Yeah, that's great. 
Well, I think it's time to get out of here. I think it's time to enjoy some delicious sword. You can get some at drinksword.com. Thanks you very much to Sword Performance. They're also sponsoring our Championship Week Challenge at KS Ball and Grill. So if you go to watch any championship games, you can win five grand. Thanks to our friends at Sword Performance. We got one more spring practice before spring break, and then chaos ensues. But we'll be back before too long here on 11 Personnel. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats. Go Kroger.